Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, BPW number 53. That's Bais Panimi for Women, share number 53. Um, the bracha of Sheva Brachas of Sameach to Samach Reim Ahuvim. Uh, to grant abundant joy to loving friends. Like you bestowed gladness on your creations in Gan Eden of old. Baruch Hashem. Blessed are you, Hashem, Sameach Chosam Vekala. And we explained before in previous Yorim that the Sheva Brachis is not just for the Chasana, it's a role model and it dictates, if we look deeply into it, into a pattern of what a healthy marriage is for the rest of your lives, for decades. The idea is, is the Bracha here is that we're asking that the Chasana and Kala be loving friends, be granted Simcha. That Simcha could break all the boundaries and Simcha could um, transcend us both internally in relation to others and to get us to higher places and activate our essence and our true reality and the true, deep, beautiful people that we really are and to bring it out with this joy. There's an overall mitzvah and in marriage in particular between husband and wife despite whatever challenges that married life often brings, to do their best to cultivate a tremendous amount of simcha in their lives. As it was before Mikedem, before the Chedet Tzadas. That's part of our work, is to get to that stage. And it's in our power to eliminate a lot of those negative effects of the Chedet Tzadas even now. The Chedet Tzadas caused an existence existence of tension, of doubts, and doubting our own worthiness even of things. And there's a there's a famous um, saying that says, Ein simcha kataras hasveikos, um, that there's no better, greater simcha than elimination of doubts, and Taira eliminates our diet doubts, gives us the guidance. And the idea is, is that it's not just what people call happiness is that it's uh, a bimikra, it's incidental. It's either you have it or you don't have it. The, the, the Hebrew word for happiness is a state of mind. And Rosh um, Hashanah follower Hirsch in, in, in several places, in Aftaira and Bereshis, and in other places uh, brings uh, that simcha and the word simicha are connected to each other, which means growth. Happiness comes from growth towards sp- our spiritual potential. The Zayar says that besimcha and machshava are the same letters because happiness is based on our understanding, our machshava, our understanding of our unique place in the world. And some say that it comes, Simcha is like Shom Mayach, over there is the head, over here there is the brain, meaning it's where your head is. It's a state of mind. So it's something we share. Mashiach also has three same letters as the word Simcha. The idea being is that the idea is that all negativity will be transformed into goodness. And our job even now before Mashiach comes is to transform the, all the negativity into goodness. And that is the, the concept, and that is what marital intimacy, the panemius, is. Um, sex is not what you do. 
Rather, the other way around, sex is what you do, and intimacy is who you do it with. And another way of putting that is that animals mate, chimpanzees, ants, elephants, they mate. That's sex. Human beings are the only ones that can be intimate. Why can they be intimate? Is because they, because we are, we have physical bodies, so our intimacy has to have a physical expression. But it is not mating. It is not mere a sexual act of a function of a body, but it is an intimacy. It's a, it's a deep act that's spiritual that is manifested in the physical because we have a soul and a body and we need the body to be activated with it as well. It's, it's, it's all like one whole and that's the way Hashem wants it. The idea is, is that it's a three-way bond. It's a husband and it's a wife and it's both of them connecting with Hashem in the same way. And the idea behind this is that physical intimacy is indeed non-negotiable in marriage. It is the main, it's a tremendous uh, mainstay of a marriage. It's a staple of a marriage. But one needs to realize, like we say so many times before, is that we, if we do it in a self-centered way, without factoring in any tznias, without factoring in um, a certain responsibility connected with it, if you think it's only fun, only joy, only self-indulgence and pleasure, then what happens is, is you lose out the spiritual and emotional depth of the experience, and then it becomes like a body without a soul. And by the way, this is not just a religious thing. It's not just the Torah or the Chazal telling us this, although we know that they're speaking the absolute truth. But we said many, many times, especially now, we're coming through scientific discoveries of how things are more and more being proven aligning with Chazal and with Tyre. Not that we need it, but this is just the fact. So the idea is, is that when the Tyre and the Chazal always said, enjoy physical intimacy between a husband and wife, have pleasure, receive pleasure, but it comes with a certain responsibility and not to overindulge in unhealthy ways. This concept, people believe there was a split between religious and non-religious. But the truth is, even in non-religious, even in simple physical health, this idea that people had that if you indulge in an in a unrestricted way, that that will bring you greater fulfillment and more pleasure is not true. It's not born out of studies on the subjects that they study on se- sexual satisfaction. It's just simply not, not, not true. Um, the University of Chicago surveyed over 3,400 uh, Americans aging 19 to 59. And based on that study, they, they, they found that monogamous married couples, only one man, one woman married, and that's the only sexual mate, they have the highest sexual satisfaction. Then Red Book Magazine, they surveyed 100,000 women, and they found that the strong, more strongly religious women are the ones that were more responsive sexually than the other women that were not religious and were secular. It seems counterintuitive. It is not what we seem to see in the outside world. It's not the scene that what's advertised out there. It's not what people think, but it's the truth. 
the more you're attuned to a healthy spirituality, to realize that you're a human being that has a soul that is special and unique and high, the more, by recognizing that and that role, you will appreciate the physical, the body and its expression, and the sexual pleasure is even heightened, not weakened by the fact that you're recognizing your soul in the experience. That is what Rashi explains with Ish and Isha, when there's Zaycha, the Shechina is with them. The Shechina is that pleasure. The Yod of the Ish, the He of the Isha. The Yud K is Hashem's presence in the marriage. Otherwise, it's a fire, Eish, which consumes them. And that is what the Halacha is. The Halacha here, again, people, you know, and, and, I, and, and, and Baruch Hashem, there are educators and from Mechanchim that really do express to young people to try to explain that the Halacha is, and guiding this idea in, in a purposeful way increases Hanaha, increases real pleasure, and it makes it lasting. Now, in Parshas Kisisa, and it's brought down in Rashi and Vayakel, also, there was a difference in reaction between Hashem and Moshe Rabbeinu when the Jewish women donated their copper mirrors towards the construction of the Mishkan's Kir. Kir was the like the the sink or whatever it is that that they purify themselves, the hands, their feet before doing the Avaida. And it's fascinating. It uses a strong lushan. We we mentioned this before, but I'm gonna add a very uh, key point to it. That Hayamisha Mayas Bahem. Mayas means he actually was revolted by the idea. He found it distasteful. He found it how could these mirrors that we use to beautify themselves Again, to, to preen themselves sexually, to entice their husbands to have children and to encourage them. And he perceived it that that's an agent of vanity and, 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 and physicality. And Moyes, he was revolted by the idea. And Hashem said to him the reverse, Chavivin Alai. It's more dearer to me than anything else. And again, we know the story. We're not going to go. We went into depth a different time about. Nashim Tzitkanius, how they, there was a twofold chesed of actually perpetuating the, the diarists and continuing growing their families with Mesiris Nefesh, that they believed in the redemption, and also the encouragement that they gave to their, to their husbands. And they brought them food, they brought them drink, that they lovingly prepared, and they used the mirrors and, and in a flirtatious manner to arouse them. Look at Rashi in, in, in Shemais over there, it's pretty clear. And they saw the, 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 the hope in, 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 within the darkness of the Golas Mitz, Mitzrayim. So Hashem told Moshe, this that you see Bechitzainius in the external as a vanity type of a behavior, you know, of making yourself looking beautiful and the flirtatious and so on, were actually Kedusha acts. They were sacred acts of the Jewish women. And that is why these mirrors are very chavah to me to construct the kiyar. What is the kiyar? The kiyar is what the kayin used to prepare himself, to purify himself when he goes into the Beis HaMikdash. And what's fascinating, what's important to recognize, is that offerings of the Mishkan, there were gold, there was silver, there was copper, but what sparkled more than anything else was these mirrors that were presented by the women. And while the kiyar 
was the last of those things that were fashioned. Its usage was ikr because it's the start of every day's avayda. It's the beginning when the koyhanim washed their hands and feet, purifying themselves in the kir before carrying on the avayda. So therefore, not this is because people may cholila think that their, the behavior of the Jewish women in Mitzrayim were less virtuous, but it's not true. Their amuna, their purity of intent, made them on an extremely high madrega. And that is something to really remember. This is what Hashem wants, to take the things that seemingly very physical and bring out Kedusha in that physical. That is what it is. And intimacy between husband and wife is actually the physical housing of the Shekhinah being there. And the idea of the kir of washing off spiritual impurity in order to go into the Beis Hamikdash, this is what physical intimacy between husband and wife is. It is the mirrors. It is the kir. It is the representation of the washing away of our unhealthy sexual inclinations and use the sexual power in a, in, in, a, in a godly way, in a holy way, that's also very physically pleasurable, but it's being used in with the right design and what's meant to be. The Ebenezer says a fascinating thing about the Kiar, that it's different than the other Kalim, the Mishkan. The other Kalim, if you look, the Oren had to be a certain dimension, a shulchan be a certain dimension. By the kir, it does not mention the size of how big or small the kir should be. And Evan Ezra, look in Shemois, Perak Lamed Ches, Pasuk Ches, says, fascinating. He says that this reflects that Hashem's desire that every mirror that the women brought should be included, meaning the, the kir would be as large as needed. As many mirrors as the women brought, that's how big the kir will be which means Hashem wanted it. Hashem wanted that feminine aspect, that Bina Yaseira, that Amuna Pshuta, that the women contributed to be part of the Kiar, so that the Koyhanim should use it, the Kedusha, when going into the Beis Amigdash, so that their husbands, so that these women's husbands should have benefit from the women's Bina Yaseira, that they should have benefit from the, from the Amuna Pshuta that they had. And there, therefore, we need to understand, and again, the Ebenezer pretty much, uh, uh, you know, talks about Shulchan Aruch, how you conduct yourself, certain things are mutter, even though it's better not to, certain things are thing. but the idea behind it is to always remember. Cypher couples that want to be more, um, you know, stricter in their guidelines, and cypher ones that feel that they need more leeway in their guidelines with, with their physical intimacy, and they get whatever heterium they get, but whether, whichever way you're leaning towards, whichever way as a couple you decide with your guidance of your manhigim of how to behave in these aspects, whether it's more, like I said, more uh, uh, restrictive or, or more loose, loose meaning more, you know, expression, either way, makes no difference. The nakuda has to stay the same, which is something that the Ramban says in Igeres HaKodesh, that's attributed to him in the second parak, that says that when this, when this union is for the sake of heaven, there is nothing holier and more virtuous than that. And therefore, it is very important to remember that. 
even while you're physically enjoying yourselves, and even if you have heterim of certain things to have, to try different things and be expressive in whatever way you're expressive, to always keep that in the back of the mind. The bottom line is, or the front of the mind, this is the sight of it. This is the real reason why I'm doing these things. This is the reason why, because I'm connecting. And I'm, I am creating a special connection between a husband and a wife. And this is something that's extremely important. So I'll be deciding um, to share with one more quick point. There are those that on, want to be on a higher level. And, you know, they want to think when they're, when they're being intimate, that, that with like their, the, the Keruvim, and with the Shechina, which you're supposed to think about, of course, that Hashem is there, no question. Some people have Kabbalistic concepts. But again, what one needs to remember, and you ask about these things, is that sometimes with those type of things, you lose the real focus, which is the Iker, which is the simple concept of a husband connecting with the wife and a wife connecting to the husband, wanting to connect and receive pleasure. If these other kavanas are able to be there in a way that does not diminish the pure giving love of one to another, fine. But if it does, then it's not healthy. The idea behind this is, is that Rasel Salante used to say with Hanoich that he he made the when he was he was a shoemaker and when he made those shoes he had these high yichudim, these high kavanas. Soslanti used to say that people think his high kavanas was he was thinking about the Shemus of Hashem and 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 and, and the upper worlds and all those things. Soslanti said no. The Yehudim that he did was is that in every shoe that he made, he made with an honesty, he made with a goodness of heart, ethically, that it should be the best shoe possible to serve, uh, that people should walk in, and it should be a good product and an honest product. And that's what God wants him to do with it. The same thing applies with Tashmish, with physical intimacy. Ultimately, if these high kavanas distract from the connection between a husband and wife, that's not the kavana. Of course, in the front of your head, upmost is that the shechen is there. And again, to remember like what the Ramban says, that if you do it for the right reasons, there's nothing more holier than that. But the ikker of it is focusing on each other in the giving of the pleasure, in receiving, in connecting, in being one. That is the Iker Nakuda of it. And that is why it's so important that to, to remember and not make what's important unimportant and what's unimportant important. The recognition of Hashem being with you all the time and that He's with you is fully, fully sufficient in recognizing that. That is the Ratzon of Hashem. He wants you both to be aware of Him, and He wants you both to give of each other. And that is the main Nakuda of the physical intimacy. Brachan Atzlacha.